Now it's time for your daily pep talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850-437-1620. Inch by Good morning, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. So glad to be here like I am every Tuesday morning uh, with the Garden Line. Mike Wiggins, our host, Mike Wiggins, is in the studio this morning on this. Uh, yeah, it's just a, ugh, just a yucky day out there, just wet and a little cold and nasty. But uh, luckily, no major traffic tie-ups, just a bunch of... Uh, down trees and power lines and things like that. So, uh, how was your commute on into the studio this morning? Not a problem. Oh, not yeah. a problem. I think, especially when um, the kids are um, out of school, right? That right. The traffic in the morning, of course, mm-hmm. is, is much less. No, it was it was safe. <laughs> Believe it or not, there were a few things in the road, like patio chairs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cardboard boxes and that type of thing right. that had um, had blown in. But what a night, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, what a night, and um, it's just amazing that. We in Pensacola are dealing with nothing unusual, thank goodness, other than a few trees down, power outages, a few of those, traffic lights out, um, that type of thing, which you know we can all live with. We're all used to that, for um, especially during the tropical season. But, um, Jake, I've been listening to you. Um, you're, you're on top of all these things, and I hope mm. folks are, are listening to us this morning. Um, maybe not to decide what to go do in so far as digging in the dirt, right? But yeah. at least learn about what's going on, where um, where to drive, where not to drive, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate all that information that you have. I was listening to it coming in, and there there is a lot going on. And of course, as Andrew mentioned, um, our thoughts are with the poor folks over in Panama City, right. where they had that condominium um, just affected by the wind, and maybe it was a tornado. I don't know. I haven't heard, but whatever it's, it's in bad shape and so mm-hmm. we um we think about those people over there but it looked like mobile had problems and panama city had problems to the east and the west but we kind of got through unscathed so and yeah, we did so that's that's really good um a couple things about the weather i did note that um <laughs> i can't imagine anybody wanting to take their boat out today no <laughs> but there is small craft advisories and mm-hmm. it's one of those stay in port days don't even Definitely. think about it but as we look ahead um especially as gardeners we we need to know these things um we got some cool weather coming but it doesn't look like it's radical cool weather it looks like tonight we may get down oh maybe in the maybe in the high 30s friday same thing mm. saturday really the same thing um a little bit of rain maybe on friday but i don't see any at least for the upcoming week um any freezing temperatures because, of course, when we have a forecast that says we're going to get into the um, freezing area or low 30s, even the high 20s, then we all have to get into action. Right. I was going to ask you about that because we have a lot of caladiums on our patio. Right. And uh, it seems like the last time when it got a little bit cold one night, we brought them in and we kept them in for a couple of days. And they just seemed to not really bounce back after that. Um, so should what... At what point, at what temperature do we say, hey, bring everything in? Because I know sometimes it feels like when we bring stuff in to the warm apartment and then put them back out on the patio when the temperature goes up up, up above 40 or whatever, they just don't do as well. Oh, and, and that's true. And mm-hmm. go, go to your caladium. Caladiums are, are a great plant. It's mm-hmm. a great, colorful summer plant. You plant the bulbs in, oh, let's say April, and they come up by 1st of June. But it's really funny. I've always asked the question of some of the real experts. I said, how do the Caladiums know when Labor Day comes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they'll get a leggy, they'll start falling over. Mm-hmm. And that's when many people do one of two things. 
one, they say, well, it's been nice, and they just ditch it. Right. Or what you do, you dig them up, dig the bulb up, you lay that bulb down. I'm talking usually in the late fall when you do this, and let it dry out. Then you can cut the tops off of it, take the bulbs, put them in a paper bag or a croaker sack would be the best thing to do so it had some air going through it. Put them in the garage or your storage shed or what have you, and then plant them again as you come into the spring. They'll mm-hmm. do great. They'll even do better that second year or third year because they've had a whole season to grow. Mm-hmm. And, of course, for most bulbs, um, caladiums are not an exception, the bigger the bulb, the better. Mm-hmm. You're going to get more caladium leaves, more color. And so that's, that's kind of the way to handle caladiums. So I don't think there's much you can do about yours, Jake. I think it's just the nature of caladiums, keeping them over the winter. I don't think you're going to be that successful with it, even if you kind of bring them in and out, in and out. But we do have to watch for our freezes, of course. Um, A lot of the plants we have, citrus, for example, a lot of the citrus plants or trees that we have that we try to protect um, if we get into, say, the 20s. Some of the um, last year when we had the real cold, around 20 degrees, most of the, once again, most of the citrus experts were saying a lot of this citrus will be affected by the cold. But if it gets below 20, Mm. 19, 18, then kind of your bets are off. And what you do, though, if you do have that kind of cold damage, is you do nothing. You don't prune them. You don't do anything. You really wait till spring, even late spring, because they can come back. But last year, there were many that did not come back. So you've got to be very careful about that. So, yes, it's, um, it just kind of depends really on the degree of the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, high 20s, you might get by with um, just putting a sheet over something, um, get into the teens. It's all over. I think maybe you and I had a discussion about, and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember the year. I want to say, oh, maybe in the early 80s, mm. when after right after Christmas, we went down to single digits. Mm. We went down to eight degrees. Ooh. And that damaged everything. I mean, St. Augustine grass in, in some areas was damaged. Um, a lot of plants that had not been irrigated properly were damaged. And the damage on plants from cold many times won't manifest itself, sometimes even into the summer, Um, because what will happen, you'll get, let's take a Japanese yew, for example. That's a basic landscaping plant. A Japanese yew in real cold weather can get what they call split bark, kind of at the base. And if you get that split bark, it's going to take a while, but that plant is going to deteriorate and just not do well at all. And there's not much that one can do to bring it back. Right. So in any event, that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Let's hope, let's hope that this year we can not get that cold. Because I think I mentioned to you before, my croton looks so good. <laughs> and whenever it gets cold enough for it to lose one leaf, then I know it's all over. Mm. But it hasn't yet, so I'm, I'm hoping... That we're gonna, you know, not have that right. horrible cold, but let's face it, it's only the first of January. Exactly. So we've got a long yeah. way to go. If you a have questions this morning, let us know four three seven sixteen twenty. Call or text if you have questions for Mike Wiggins on the Garden Line this morning. It's News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. We'll be right back with more after this quick message. Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at swmedspa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit swmedspa.com.
The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in this morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest in discussing how ProHealth medical membership programs can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. That's this morning at 10 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Health will actually be at the following message today. is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to Florida Shine. Hey, Andrew McKay here. This morning on the Pensacola Morning News, we had our once-a-month check-in with Ryan Jenkins, our farmer up in Jay, Florida, talked about how bad last year was, and honestly, he's seriously considering not planting any cotton this year, only peanuts and some soybeans. So that would be a radical departure for him, but just because of the outlook for this year. Talked to Sheriff Bob Johnson, who weighed in on the question of Brandon Adelot and whether he should ever be released back into society. You can listen to the whole show on NewsRadio923.com on the podcast page. Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I am your co-host for this hour. I'm Jake Walker, and I'm here with our host, Mike Wiggins. If you have questions this morning, 437-1620. Um, have you ever seen the the uh, the biopic on, on the doors when uh, Val Kilmer played? No. Oh, man, I'm telling you, there was Val Kilmer was born to play that part. Was he really? Oh man, he looks so much like him. It's it's not even it's not even funny. And oh. I think he did some of the singing as well in the movie. So just uh, an amazing. Yeah, if you get a chance to see the Doors, what's it, what's it called? Just the Doors. I think it's just called the Doors. Yeah, with Val Kilmer. Let me look that up real quick. But yeah, um, I'm kind of a Val Kilmer fan anyway. Yeah, I, I mean he's, he's really great. Good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just called uh, the Doors. Yep. Um, with uh, it was a 1991 documentary. Very good. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, the the rain definitely riders on the storm. We we rode that storm right on out, and there were some uh, definitely some trees down. I noticed that all morning. You know, definitely lots of limbs exactly. taking power lines down. So we've got got some tree issues here in the area. So first thing I look at when I wake up after a storm like that is my live oak in my front yard. Say, did I lose any limbs? Well, I have a front yard full of little twigs. You know, nothing more than probably two feet. Mm. But um, thank goodness everything is good there. Yes. Um, talking about trees and live oaks, but um, let's talk a minute about crepe myrtles. Oh, I love crepe myrtles. <clears throat> oh, crepe myrtles are great. Yeah. Um, there was a gentleman, um, Jake, I don't know if you knew him. I doubt it. Um, Warren Briggs. Warren Briggs was a community activist, politician, what have you. But his goal was to make Pensacola the crepe myrtle capital of the South. Hmm. And he had pretty good success at that. Um, he got on television and radio and kind of promoted that. And people planted crepe myrtles. The city, for example, has planted many crepe myrtles. And, and it's great because crepe myrtles, of course, has that one big advantage. One is it gives us color all summer long so we can enjoy it when we're outside. And, and that's great. It doesn't bloom real early in the spring or really real late in the fall. It's right during the summer when we're all outside and can enjoy it. And generally, generally, I, I hesitate to say this, but they're generally kind of bulletproof. They really don't have a lot of problems. The one thing you have to do, and boy, we have talked about this on the garden line many times, but it stands repeating, is be very, very careful how you prune them this time of year. A crepe myrtle, it's very obvious. If you look at a crepe myrtle right now, if you have one in your yard, you know this. You can see where the new growth was this last year. And you don't want to cut 
below that new growth. As a matter of fact, you want to only cut about a third to a half of that new growth back because that crepe myrtle will bloom on new growth this year. Mm. And so you really have to be careful about it. And we always have used the term um, in a humorous way um, that you don't want to commit crepe murder. You just don't, <laughs> you don't want to do that because if you get out there and you cut it back, say, to the exact same level you cut it back last year, then you do the same the next year, the next year, the next year, you're going to be left with a big knot on that tree, which, quite frankly, is not very attractive. So cut back that new growth from last year somewhat, and I think you'll do much better. It'll look better. A lot of people... Um, don't like crepe myrtles because of that. Because mm. if it is pruned incorrectly, it can have, well, quite frankly, kind of an ugly look to it. Mm-hmm. But if you prune them right, it's going to be good. One thing about the dormant look of crepe myrtles is many varieties have a beautiful bark that you don't really notice when it's blooming, but they have beautiful bark. And the, the different varieties of crepe myrtles and have, have different types of bark. But it really is, is a pretty, pretty tree if you look at it from that regard. One other thing about crepe myrtle, Jake, is color. They come in red, pink, white, lavender, you name it, all of those. The big, the most popular one ever was one that was watermelon red. Hmm. Now, you go to your garden center today, well, not today, it's a little wet, Go to your garden center this week and want to buy a crepe myrtle, you'll probably find the tag that says red. Now, is that a watermelon red? Is What type of red is it? That's why it really does behoove you, if you're going to buy a new crepe myrtle, to probably buy it when it's blooming. Obviously, then you'll know exactly what you're buying. Or talk to your nurseryman who's selling you the tree, and he can probably tell you, a little more specifics about what that color is. But that watermelon red is my favorite. Um, a lot of people like the white ones, the white ones, or even the lavender ones. So mm. crepe myrtle is kind of a basic here in Pensacola, thanks to, thanks to Warren Briggs, who tried to make us a crepe myrtle capital of the South. And as I say, mm. he was relatively successful about that. So if you um, have a crepe myrtle, oh, timing on the pruning, I can't prune my own crepe myrtles because I, at my age, I don't believe in ladders anymore. (laughs) Right. But I have a young man who really has helped me over the years and that's what he does for me. He'll prune my crepe myrtles. I don't even need to be there. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's, as I said, has a little touch of the artist about him. And so if you're going to prune your crepe myrtles, I would say start now into February. Maybe early March, but I think I'd go ahead in either January or February and go ahead and get that done. And then you can just wait for it to come out. Some of them come out a little earlier than others, but um, for the most part, good to get that out of the way mm. by end of winter if, yeah. you, know, if you if, can. If you have questions or comments this morning, let us know. 437-1620. You're listening to The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. You know, not everybody is a fan of the crepe myrtle. We did have somebody write in saying that uh, they were not a fan and uh, would rather uh, see native trees planted with uh, that are good for bees and other wildlife. So, um, yeah, I just I, I remember from living in Auburn, Alabama for a few years, uh, there was a lot of crepe myrtles in that area and they really are gorgeous. Um, I don't I don't know anything about the, the bees or, or other wildlife and, and those trees uh, particularly, but I, I would hope if we had a little time today <clears throat> right. and we'll kind of do that in a minute, maybe um, is go through some of the varieties of trees that are kind of basic to Pensacola. Right. I would love the texture to let us know what which trees that they would really like to see planted. That would be very interesting insofar as which ones are going to help with the bees and such as that. Yeah. So um, I appreciate the text. That's great. Yeah. Because as I say, 
not everybody's a fan. Right. And uh, yeah. we have one person we know who's not a fan. Exactly. And this we person really, is definitely really, not a fan. We really appreciate uh-huh. that text. No yeah. About yeah. It. Go ahead and let us know what trees you would want planted in their place. And uh, we also have a text that just came in about a loquat, uh, losing leaves and where they should plant that. Uh, we've got a lot of texts and calls starting to come in. So get your questions in on the garden line, 437-1620. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Pastor Carl Gallups of the Hickorhammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Are you and your family looking for a church that when Sunday morning rolls around, you can say, oh good, it's time to go to church? Well, let me invite you to consider worshiping with us at Hickorhammock Baptist Church, where multiplied hundreds of people say these very words every Sunday. We are doctrinally sound, featuring the exaltation of Jesus Christ and the clear contextual preaching of the Bible. The Bible is made relevant and exciting. You're convicted, challenged, encouraged, and uplifted at the same time. We have premier youth ministries, children's ministries, senior adult ministries, Bible studies, and missions outreach. We have a team of pastoral counselors offering guidance for your Christian and family life. You can find out everything you'd want to know about us on our huge and highly interactive website at hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Let me give you an open invitation to worship at Hickorhammock Baptist Church this Sunday morning. And then the next Sunday, you'll say, oh good, it's time to go to church. I kid you not. Regular members and even first-time guests say it every single Sunday. This is Tort Talk with personal injury lawyer Terrence A. Gross. Hi, this is Terrence A. Gross. Did you know that Floridians can stack uninsured motorist coverage? If you have three vehicles with 25000 stacking UM, that equates to $75,000 in total coverage. Therefore, always choose stacking coverage if you have more than one vehicle in your household. Tort Talk is brought to you by Terrence A. Gross. Call 434-3333 or check them out at grossandschuster.com. A-R-G-O-S, Argos! Go Argos! Go This is Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Did you know that UWF has educational programming available to individuals of all ages? Learn about the curriculum provided through our leisure learning program at UWF with Valerie Taylor and Julie Stillrollin on the Pensacola Expert Panel. That's Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Wrap up your day with all of the national, state, local sports and entertainment news with Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin on News Radio 92.3. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. You're listening to The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins here every Tuesday morning at 9. We had a question come in about uh, digging up some crepe myrtles that their neighbor has. They got bulldozed over, uh, but since they weren't uprooted, they've come back. So the neighbor doesn't want them. They're wondering if they can just dig them up and put them in their yard. Will they survive? I don't see why not. But now would be the time to do that. Mm. Crepe myrtles are interesting. There are some, and I have read, I don't know if I totally believe this, that technically a crepe myrtle is a shrub and not a tree. Hard to believe. But it, it is believable when you look at how they grow. If you have a mature crepe myrtle, you know, all those shoots come up from the bottom. They come up from the roots. And we all clip those off so we can enjoy the look of the bark and then have your color uh, at the top, if you will. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yes, I think if you had a crepe myrtle that had been cut almost to the ground, if you can dig it up, if it's not too big, that's another deal. If it's a 40-foot mm. crepe myrtle, right. I don't know how you're going to dig it up. But if you can get that entire root system out of the ground mm-hmm. and plant it in your yard, I bet it will do fine. Mm. But I would do it now while we're in the total um, dormant season, and um, that's the best time to move any deciduous tree if you're going to move it from point A to point B, um, you should do it when its leaves are all off, and that obviously is this time of year. And real quick before the break, somebody wants to know they have a small orange tree that has four oranges. How can they tell when they're ready to be harvested? Well, I would just take one and check it out. <laughs> yeah. See if it, you see how it tastes, see how it does, and, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Um, you've got to be careful now, depending on kind of what type of citrus it is, how it's going to react to some freezing temperatures. Right. So you may have to harvest those even a little bit before they're ready. Mm. 
I, I keep uh, oranges in the refrigerator. I get them as cold as possible before I eat them. I don't know why. I've always done that. I just love a good cold orange. Sounds good so, to me. Yeah, sounds good. Nature's candy. So uh, we'll be right back after Fox News with more of The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in, 437-1620. We'll be right back after Fox News. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Arguments for and against former President Trump's immunity from criminal prosecution for trying to overturn election results are heard by a federal court in D.C. To authorize the prosecution of a president for his official acts would open a Pandora's box from which this nation may never recover. Trump attorney John Sauer, this is about the federal case brought by special counsel Jack Smith. Prosecutors say Trump was acting as a candidate trying to win an election, not a president carrying out official duties. 49 states, all but North Dakota, are under some type of weather alert. Heavy snow and blizzard conditions continue for the Midwest. Strong to severe storms, including tornadoes, impacting the eastern Gulf Coast and the southeast. The mid-Atlantic and northeast are going to be in for flooding rainfall and strong winds. That's Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. Stocks are down across the board today on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 931 at News Radio 92.3. It is 52 degrees right now and still rainy across the area today. We are seeing reports that a possible tornado from the storm systems that impacted our area earlier this morning left significant damage in Panama City Beach. Photos of the uh, damage were shared online by the Bay County Sheriff's Office. Several homes and businesses on the east side of Panama City Beach were damaged. Uh, right now, there's no word on any injuries there. Uh, now, locally, two people were taken to the hospital this morning when a big tree fell on a home on West Jackson Street. Escambia Fire Rescue says the home's roof partially collapsed when that tree fell on it. The two people were taken to the hospital. Channel 3 reported that their injuries did not appear to be severe. If you're an ECUA customer, today was your regular trash day. That's going to be pushed back because of this weather today. ECUA delaying their garbage and recycling pickups for the rest of the week. Uh, Customers with a Tuesday pickup will be collected on Wednesday and so on throughout the week. Uh, That'll result on uh, all, all routes being pushed back one day later than normal. It's 932, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. We'll have some lingering showers and thunderstorms for the rest of the morning, but we should begin to dry out. The wind will come up. It'll be out of the west 20 to 25 miles per hour throughout the day, gusting as high as 40. Temperatures starting in the 60s this morning will fall into the 50s as cold air moves in. Wednesday and Thursday look much drier, much cooler with highs in the 50s and 60s. That's your weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Joseph Neubauer reporting here at WEAR News. Right now, 52 in Pensacola, Gulf Breeze, and Milton are next news at 10. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, and dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Volkswagen has unveiled its first vehicles with a voice assistant that uses the artificial intelligence technology behind chat GPT. The new feature can answer general knowledge questions, control the car's navigation and air conditioning systems, and can read content to drivers while the car is in motion. Volkswagen said that its integration of chat GPT will make it the first manufacturer to offer AI chatbots as a standard feature in its compact cars. Meta says it will automatically limit the type of content teenagers 18 and under can see on Facebook and Instagram. The social media giant said it expects to give teens more age-appropriate experiences over the coming weeks as updates are implemented. Meta has been facing a growing number of claims as as its products are addictive and harmful to the mental well-being of minors. Stocks are slightly lower. The Dow Industrial down 228. That's your money now. And now, with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. January the 9th, 1842, from the General Store in the recently organized town of Milton in West Florida. This is News Radio 1620. And now, also on FM 92.3. Your reporter and other newsmen have just left a fascinating meeting here. Effective January the 1st, Santa Rosa County was officially separated from Escambia County. And so, as of today, the community leaders are trying to decide what to do about the seating of public officials. The sheriff's role was in the forefront. And the quest today was, shall a special election be held? 
Field to choose a local man, or shall Sheriff Ebendor, who remains the peace officer of Escambia County, be asked to include Santa Rosa policing this area as he has done since January of last year? The discussion centered around cost, around what and where the facilities might be, and who might serve as deputies. The new county and Milton all have small populations, and the men meeting here today agreed that the last thing they want to see is the creation of services that will require additional taxes. As of today, the sheriff and others here in Santa Rosa County are still unnamed. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel right here. Uh, I'm your I'm your host, co-host for this hour. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We were just uh, finishing up a phone call there. Uh, keep your phone calls and texts coming in. We've got a lot of text questions to get to uh, in this block. 437-1620. Let us know what's on your mind today. Um, uh, yeah, before we get to all the questions, I'll let you go ahead and, and get to what you were going to get to. But I do have a lot of questions waiting I, here. So. I'd like to, I would like to get to the loquat question. Okay, think, all I right. Let me let me get to that. Okay, so what, it, yeah. As I was, well, I was going through my list of trees that we were going to talk about today, and we still may have time to do that. Um, loquat is right there. A loquat tree is one that is not deciduous. It's not going to lose all its leaves. It of course will produce loquats, which people you make loquat jam out of but here's a problem that they will get they will have a malady called fire blight and it looks like somebody walks up to the tree with a blowtorch all the leaves will turn black now that doesn't happen all the time but loquats are susceptible to that but otherwise it's a great tree plant them in the sun they'll take filtered sun also it's not a tall growing tree it's not going to get 40 feet tall. There's no question about it. But it really is a what I would call a accent tree, maybe on the corner of your house or your patio or maybe even in a large container. But I would certainly consider a loquat. I think it's underused, to be quite frank with you, in Pensacola. But it's one of my favorites. Okay. And uh, getting over to our other text questions, uh, let us know, 437-1620. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to get to going in order here. Uh, somebody. Oh, Jake, yeah, I do ahead. have to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I had to say one more thing about the loquat. Cause I think the person who texted us said it may be losing leaves. Now, if it's in that container, be sure it's getting enough water mm. because that is one thing that'll do it in. If it's in a container without enough water and Yes, you could start losing leaves. So just wanted to mention that. I'm right. sorry, Jake. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, another question. I want some privacy bushes or trees to place on my property line in between my neighbor and my property, but I don't want to wait a long time for them to grow. Where can I buy semi-mature or four to six foot privacy bushes or trees? Well, first place I would go would to see my friend Larry out of Pensacola Seed and Garden. They um, have a great selection and can, you can probably get those larger plants for you. Also, I would call our great sponsor, Blue Sky Landscaping. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, because I've worked with Paul before, that he has contacts, oh, up in the north part of the county with people that grow your larger plants. A lot of people, if they're looking for um, some type of screen and they want it big now, are planting hollies. A lot of your larger growing hollies you can now get um, from some of these growers um, in the north part of the county, as I mentioned, oh, my goodness, you know, six, seven, eight feet tall, maybe even taller than that. Now, it's price-wise, they're kind of sporty, mm-hmm. but they certainly will do the trick. Of course, you can buy them small, and they're going to grow. If you just don't want to spend the money to get those larger hollies, 
one, as I say, you can buy smaller hollies or you can buy ligustrum. Mm. Maybe you can get you a seven-gallon ligustrum. Um, that is a basic shredge of hedge plant for, for Pensacola that will grow relatively fast. Mm. And here's one you may not think about. The Department of Transportation uses it in the middle of um, medians on the interstate. That is Illy Agnes. Iliagnus will grow before your eyes. It will grow so very fast and will give you some screening, sometimes too fast. It'll send out these long arms, and you may have to keep some of that pruned off. But Iliagnus is a good plant for screening, if you will. One other thing, and we've mentioned this before from a landscaping standpoint, don't necessarily worry too much about the basic shrub to be used as a screening plant. You can plant the ligustrum and let it get about six feet high. But periodically, I'm going to say along the fence, I assume that's what they're, what they're doing, mm-hmm. plant a deciduous tree. Plant um, a loquat. Plant a maple tree. Plant um, a river birch. What that does, that gives you high screening. In other words, you've got the lower ligustrum, which gives you low screening, but then the deciduous tree would give you screening um, up top. A lot of people who have swimming pools that back up to someone's house mm-hmm. who has a second story want a little privacy, right. so they'll do just that. They'll plant, mm-hmm. say, a ligustrum and then a river birch. Right. The only problem is the river birch is deciduous, so you lose some of that privacy in, in the, the winter. winter. Time. Exactly. Right. So that's, yeah. that's that's one way to look at it. When uh, when Granny's doing her uh, her polar plunge out there in her skimmies, you, you definitely want some vegetation between you and that site. I'm telling you, uh, we're on the uh, Pensacola Expert Panel with Mike Wiggins. This I'm just morning. I'm visualizing Granny out there in the pool, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting cold out, but Granny's going to do that polar plunge for New Year's, so uh, you don't have any trees blocking there. Quite a um, gal, that Granny. Yeah, she crazy. is, man. Something. I'm telling you. Um, Mom and them. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we have a uh, question from Dan. He is a fan of the show. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, he said, good morning, Mike and Jake. Just planted two peach trees about 15 miles north of I-10. Any hints as to how I can care for them? Uh, they're Red Haven peaches. Oh, no, good choice. Good yeah. choice. And really... There's not much you need to do except if you just planted them, obviously you've got to um, take care of the irrigation. We've talked here on the garden line about a lot of people will plant a tree, let's say a peach tree, and rely on the sprinkler system Mm. to give it enough water. Generally, initially, that's not enough. I would recommend, if you can, where you've planted these trees, to run a hose out there I don't know, once, well, say two to three times a week and let it just dribble on it so that water gets deep. Leave it, let it just dribble on it for an hour or so. And that gets that water deep where the roots are, which is going to help it. Also, one thing you need not to do is to cover the top of that root ball with mulch or sod or whatever. Leave that alone. You can mulch around it, but where that root ball is in the ground, leave that exposed to um with having nothing covering it so that's that's those are two things i think i need to do and nothing else i think you're going to be fine as long as you're in the full sun that's the key it's got to be the full sun and somebody just sent in a text saying they looked it up uh crepe myrtle flowers also attract and provide nectar and pollen to many important pollinating bees so a a, a, a budding blooming crepe myrtle is actually a good safe haven and uh got a little snack there for our, our friends the bees you know, Jake, I've been kind of keeping score over here. Um, crepe myrtle, yes. Crepe myrtle, no. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think we're kind of even money here if you want to know yeah, the truth about yeah, it. kind of have one dissenter on uh, on the crepe myrtles, <laughs> one def- defector there. But, uh, hey, I understand, you know. Uh, and, and, and I would think, and I, I may be wrong here, please, because I think we've got some crepe myrtle experts out there. Your red crepe myrtles would be more beneficial insofar as pollinators and that type of thing than mm-hmm. say your um, your white ones or your lavender ones. I just that's just kind of a knee jerk reaction to this. I got a got a question for you. Yeah man. Have you ever had loquat cobbler? I 
never have, but it sounds... They say it's amazing, actually. Yeah, I, so, bet, I bet it is. Yeah, I'll have to try yeah. that out. If anybody has any loquat cobbler out there hanging around, uh, you want to bring it by the station over here on Plantation <laughs> Road, let me and Mike try that because I'm I'm hungry and I'm ready to eat. Well, well Jake, maybe they'll just bring us some loquats and you, yeah. you can make the cobbler. Exactly, exactly. There you go. Well, great. That's, yeah. that's a great uh, comment because I do think loquats are a cool plant. They really yes, are. definitely. Uh, it's the uh, News Radio 92.3 Informative Local Dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We're going to do one more commercial break, and we'll be right back. Get your questions in before it's too late, 437-1620. We'll be right back. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. How many times has a paid-by-the-hour repairman come to your home to do repair and seems to be working awfully slow? Ah! After all, the longer they work, the more you pay. And when they're finally done, you get the bill. It's dangerous to give a repairman a blank check because your bill could be much larger than expected. That's why Barberry Plumbing uses a flat rate pricing system. You'll know exactly to the penny what you'll pay before the work begins. No questions, no surprises, no high bills. You get Barberry Plumbing's team of radio dispatched uniform professional service technicians. They can handle any plumbing repair or replacement job you need, including insulation and gas piping to your whole house generator. They are fully insured for both residential and commercial work. Call Barberry Plumbing at 477-8782 or look for Barberry Plumbing in the business white pages. Barberry Plumbing license number is RF1106-7749. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel this Thursday at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenworth Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. It's News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, AM 1620, the website, the app, or your smart device. It's news on your terms. But we're together all alone. I'll tell the man to turn the jukebox way down low. And you can tell. Your friend that crepe myrtle has got, got to go. Oh, I'm putting you down for a no. <laughs> no, no, no. I love crepe myrtles. Uh, like I was talking about earlier in uh, my time I spent living in Auburn, Alabama, uh, there was crepe myrtles everywhere, and there was even this place called the Crepe Myrtle Cafe that had the best oh, chicken right? salad sandwich. Is oh, my right? goodness. But, yeah. Wow. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, crepe myrtles. Uh, not everybody's a fan, but uh, people are starting to stick up for them. <laughs> Exactly. I do think that's why I've kept score that um, yes is, um, yeah. has more votes, no question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What we may want to do, Jake, oh, we don't have too much time left, is maybe just talk about a few other of um, deciduous trees that a lot mm-hmm. of people have enjoyed. And one I think that is really pretty is the ornamental cherry tree. Um, there's one called a Yashino, which is white, and then the Kwanzan, which is um, kind of a pinkish color. Mm-hmm. Really a pretty tree in the spring. You know, I don't know if you're going to get the color, the same color you're going to get like in Washington, D.C. at the um, Cherry Tree Festival. Right. But they really are very, very pretty and will do very well here. Um, they're an ornamental tree, of course. They're not going to produce any fruit. But the Yoshino cherry and the Kwanzan cherry is one you may want to look for if you're going to plant some trees, and once again, it's a deciduous tree, so now is the time to plant it. Also, I think we can look at some of the basics. Um, let's look at one here, dogwood tree, which a lot of people just love. I mean, it's, it's kind of Pensacola, if you will. But the dogwood tree, I think as many of us know, went through some tough times. It went through some 
disease problems. And I'm going back many years now. And so you, they were hard to get for a while. And the trees that were already planted in Pensacola just seemed to have some major disease problems. However, I have one that I use as kind of the, the standard dogwood in my neighborhood. And I watch it close every spring. This last spring, it really did better. It really looked good. So dogwoods may be one you want to consider. I like to put dogwoods probably in a very filtered sun situation. I think they'll do better there. I've seen them in the full sun, and they'll do okay. But I think a filtered sun is the best. But the white dogwood is best. Now, if you have your heart set on a pink dogwood, don't. Okay. <laughs> they won't do well. There's one called Welch's Junior Miss, which is kind of a reddish one that does fair. Is that, is that a product yeah. placement in there Wel- <laughs> for Welch's grape juice? Uh, good point. Yeah. I've never Welch's. thought about that. Welch's. Anyway, um, that's the only one that's going to have some color. Don't do that. The regular dogwood is called Cornus Florida. Hmm. That's a white dogwood. And if you're going to plant one, that's the one to plant. And, um, of course, what we want to know on the garden line is how it does for you. Mm. Because, as I say, in the past, there have been some problems with those, with those white, white dogwoods. Well, with all dogwoods, mm-hmm. but with the white ones, too. But while we're talking about an understory tree, which is a tree you grow kind of underneath the limbs of a very, very tall tree, mm-hmm. um, a redbud is great. A redbud, once again, is one tree that has very, very few problems. And it's a real harbinger of spring. It'll put out as red blooms before anything else. And so you know spring is coming when that red bud is blooming. Mm -hmm. And you can buy them, my goodness, uh, in three-gallon buckets, you know, three to four feet tall. Mm -hmm. They're going to be slow. It's not a real fast-growing tree, but a red bud is a really pretty tree. Another one that I really like, and this one is a relatively fast-growing tree, is a river birch. I love the bark. It's got that red, peely bark to it that really is pretty. And it'll grow almost overnight, Mm. such a fast grower. The only problem I have found, just as my personal experience with river birch, is when the hurricanes come, Mm. it doesn't necessarily fall over, but the top of it will many times snap off. Mm. and a large part of the top. So if you're going to plant a river birch, you might consider that. Most river birch that you plant are multi-trunk. It's not one trunk. You can buy them with one trunk, but for the most part, the growers grow multi-trunk, and I think they do that so they can highlight that pretty bark on there. But it's got a little more of a delicate foliage on it than, say, a sycamore and a real pretty tree, one y'all ought to consider. And remember we talked about the guy earlier who wanted that privacy? That river birch would be a great mm-hmm. one to plant along that fence to give that high privacy that he was looking for. Right. And if you're on River Birch Road in Gulf Breeze in Midway, don't speed. That's a 25. You will get a ticket. All right. Uh, I have a question here on the text line, 437-1620. You're listening to The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Uh, we have a question here about uh, banana trees. I generally cut dead leaves off of my banana trees. What should I do to the trunk before spring? It depends. Okay. It depends. Um, if you want to have bananas, and they are little little bitty kind of bananas, um, it's got to have two years growth, Hmm. 24 months. I have one. I leave it alone. I don't touch it until we have a freeze. I don't try to cover it or anything. If we have a freeze and you can see it's affected by that, then I'll cut it down, oh, my goodness, maybe two feet off the ground, Hmm. and it'll come back the next year. Wow. gangbusters, but it won't produce anything. Mm. So if you have to cut it back, um, say that first year, that's what's happening. So if you've got a banana plant now, yeah, and you've got some of those unsightly leaves coming off of it, you can cut them off. But for the main trunk, I wouldn't do a thing until we see what the weather does. Then if that weather um, knocks it back, then prune it back. But if not, let it go. All right. 
437-1620. Get your questions in before it's too late. We're on the garden line with Mike Wiggins, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's Pensacola Expert Panel. We'll be right back. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. There's no better time than the new year to help protect your identity and finances. LifeLock detects potential threats to your identity that you may miss on your own. If you do become a victim, a U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock is the new year's resolution that's easy to keep. Save 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY to save 25%. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY. Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit newsradio923.com. Start your mornings off informed with all things Pensacola on the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. And we're back on Pensacola's expert panel right here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We had a question over the break here that came in on our text line, 437-1620. Get your questions in before it's too late. Did I miss the opportunity to spread pre-emergent? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> okay. We always like to do pre-emergence, which is a weed killer that you can put out that keeps weeds from coming up. It's called a pre-emergence. Okay. I like to do it in, say, November. So we miss that to kind of keep some of the winter weeds from coming up. But the real important application is in mid-February. So by no means have you missed the threshold to do that. I like to do it in mid-February because, one, that's before the weeds emerge. Once the weeds emerge, um, you're not going to get much results from your pre-emergence, obviously. So I would do it in February. I would use atrazine. That's good. I would use um, dimension. That's a good one. But here's what I would not do, Jake. And we, we've preached this sermon on the garden line many times. Do not go out and buy a bag of weed and feed and use that mid-February because, one, the weed killer ingredient in weed and feed would be fine. It's, sometimes it's atrazine, sometimes it's others, but it does the same purpose. But you don't want to put that fertilizer, the feed part, on that early. The grass is generally going to be dormant, and so you just simply don't want to put that fertilizer on. One, it's not going to do that much good. So you want to wait and put the fertilizer on separately, really probably into April. Then we can start putting the 1608 formula fertilizer on. So you're not by, by any stretch of the imagination. You're in good shape. Mid-February, go for it. All right. Lots of great questions and comments this morning. Thank you so much for listening to The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins here every Tuesday morning on Pensacola's Expert Panel on 92.3 Informative Local Dependable. I'm your co-host for this hour, Jake Walker. We'll be right back after Fox News with, I think, the State of the State address by Governor Ron DeSantis. at NewsRadio92.3.com. NewsRadio92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.